You're listening to a sermon from Grace Church, located in Frisco, Texas. Get to know Grace Church better by visiting our website at www.gracechurchfrisco.org. Today's speaker is Pastor Craig Cabanis. My name's Craig. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm going to share a brief Christmas message. If you've got a little one with you, that's okay. Many of us do. And, uh, and we've got squirmy adults and squirmy kids both. It's, uh, it's natural to even hear a non-religious person speak of their spiritual journey. Uh, this is certainly familiar language in the Christian tradition. The most popular selling Christian book of all time aside from the Bible, uh, is John Bunyan's 17th century work called Pilgrim's Progress. It's an allegory telling the adventures of a character named Christian on his journey to the celestial city, heaven. Uh, the idea of a journey works really well to describe our spiritual lives because the picture of a journey captures the life concepts of sort of movement, progress, Delay, hardship, joy, sorrow. And each of us arrives here tonight at some place on a spiritual journey. We're at different places along our journey, but we all gather here, believers, skeptics, perhaps even some atheists alike, some of us here willingly, some of us here dragged here far less willingly, But we're all here this Christmas Eve uh, to celebrate Christmas. And I was thinking about this idea of journey, and I wonder, has it ever occurred to you that really the Christmas story is a journey? The theme of traveling is woven into the very context of the Christmas story, because the entire story is built around Mary and Joseph making, well, the original Christmas journey. They traveled to Bethlehem to register for the Roman census, and while there, Mary gives birth to a son. Or consider the shepherds. Uh, In Luke 2, there are reports that there are shepherds out watching their fields at night, uh, and as they're watching their their, fields, their flocks, the angel appears to them and tells them about good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And the angel directs them to go to Bethlehem where they will find the baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now listen to Luke two sixteen through 20. This is the shepherd's journey. It was brief, but it was a journey. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, uh, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The shepherds make a Christmas journey, and they find the baby Jesus just as the angels had reported to them. And their journey, well, it ends up with an overwhelming joy. They leave praising God for what they've seen, this, this indescribable experience. As shepherds, they were marginalized socially. They were outsiders. But their journey to Jesus had made them insiders, and they actually glimpsed God's glory before anyone else did except Jesus' mother and father. 
In Matthew's gospel, we find another journey, a journey of wise men from the east who follow a star to find Jesus. Matthew 2, verse 1 tells us that now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen... uh, I'm sorry, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly and with great joy, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. These wise men uh, took a long voyage to find Jesus. So long, by the time they arrive, he is no longer a newborn. Their travel ended with great joy and worship as well. They offer treasures to this newborn king. So we see Mary and Joseph, the shepherds and the wise men, They're all travelers, spiritual travelers, we could say, guided by providence or in some cases guided by supernatural direction, and their Christmas journeys deliver them to Jesus. And now as I conclude this meditation, I've reached the point where I'm supposed to make a clever segue and ask you a question. Where are you? on your Christmas journey to Jesus. Maybe I could even throw in a kitschy slogan like, wise men still seek him, are you wise? And, and I could call you to make your Christmas journey to Jesus. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because it would miss the point entirely. It would be entirely upside down because the Christmas journey is not about our journey to God. The Christmas journey is about God's journey to us. In Luke chapter 1, the verses that come immediately before the story of Mary and Joseph, the immediate verses before it are spoken by a guy named Zechariah, and he tells of Jesus' coming And he says this, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited his people. Before Mary and Joseph take off, we already get this word that God has made a visit. He goes on to say, because the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise, speaking of Jesus, the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. Before Mary and Joseph are on the road, we're hearing in the Bible that God is making a visit, that like the sunrise shines on those who are in darkness, so is the coming of God to us. God has visited us. Christmas is about God fulfilling the promise that he made at the beginning of the Bible to send one who would come to crush death, to send one who would come to overcome evil and provide forgiveness and eternal life for everyone who would believe. The Christmas journey 
is not about our spiritual pilgrimage. The Christmas journey is about Jesus traveling from the glory of heaven to the humility of a cattle stall. It's about Jesus traveling from the perfection of heaven to the brokenness of of earth. The Christmas journey is about God becoming man to rescue us. Christmas is not about us reaching up to God at all. It's about God reaching down to us. Christmas isn't about moral improvement or spiritual development or making religious commitments. The Christmas journey is God coming to us in our need, in our darkness, in our sin. He comes to live a perfect life, Jesus, the God-man. And he dies as our substitute on the cross to pay for our sins, as well as to pay for all of our religious efforts to clean ourselves up and be accepted by him. He rises from the dead to destroy the power of sin and death, and he will return to establish a new heaven and a new earth to restore everything the way it is supposed to be, a world free from hatred, a world free from injustice, a world free from all suffering and death. That is why he comes. Christmas distinguishes the Christian faith from all other religions and all other philosophies. Whether you believe it to be true or not, uh, it is distinct in its claim. The, The Christmas claim is that God comes to us. The Christmas claim is that God comes in the flesh and lives among us. The Christmas claim of all claims is that God himself sacrifices himself for his creation. This is the Christmas journey. God journeys to you to do for you what you never could do for yourself when you weren't even looking to do for yourself. He comes to rescue you from your sins, from your darkness, from your emptiness. He comes to set you free from slavery. He comes to set you free from enslavement to yourself. This is the act of God coming. He hasn't come to nudge you along in your spiritual journey to make a little progress. He has come to raise you from the dead. He has come to make all things new. He has come to invade your life by his Holy Spirit to dwell within you. He has come to make your life and ultimately all of creation new upon his return. So this Christmas, look to his journey. Trust his birth. Trust his life. Trust his death. Trust his resurrection. Trust his promise to return. Receive him tonight. Turn from yourself and believe in him. Receive his spirit. Receive new life. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Grace Church. To receive future messages, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or listen online by visiting our website at gracechurchfrisco.org.